The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 97. I hope that you're doing well and if you are struggling with OCD and anxiety, as always, you can get a free session with me. To get that, all you need to do is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com and there you can send me a message and we can arrange the free session. Today I interview the wonderful and amazing Bella. And uh, in this interview today, I find out all about um, Bella's experiences with relationship OCD and quite intense uh, anxiety. And thankfully, these days, she's managed to, to learn how to accept that through acceptance commitment therapy and through her own experiences and, and practices. It's a really fascinating story that she, she has to share. And not only this, but Bella's now helping people uh, who are struggling with anxiety herself as a coach. And she shares lots of her kind of top tips today for for how to deal with uh, how to deal with anxiety and uh, an OCD in a, in a better way. Uh, as always, if you have any questions, do please uh, feel free to let me know. And if you could follow and like on Instagram, that would be amazing. Many thanks. Hi, Bella. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Rob. How are you? Wonderful, thank you. So it's uh, the second time you've you've been on the podcast, and obviously last time we spoke about yoga because you're obviously a yoga teacher, and uh, that was a fascinating chat. But this time, um, you know, obviously we know each other because um, you got in touch with me to to do some work, and uh, I wanted to kind of discuss about you know the the progress that you've made, uh, the improvements that you've made, and and, and your experience. Uh, on your journey with that wonderful and I would love to share my process honestly because you definitely helped me so much and um, I'm very happy we're still in contact <laughs> great <laughs> so what was the uh, you know obviously when you when you came to me you were you were really struggling in that moment with quite intense anxiety um, what you felt like were, you know, a lot of obsessions about certain themes. What was what was happening for you in that moment? Um, yeah, very interesting question. Uh, as you described, I was really not feeling well in this very moment. And to be honest, I had no idea what was going on. Uh, all I can say is like I had weird images and like thoughts popping up in my mind. And I started thinking like I'm going crazy or like something is wrong with me. And I'm definitely the only person in the whole wide world who is feeling like this. Um, and in general, you know, I'm a quite a happy person and never really happened before. And as you just described, I'm a yoga instructor. So, you know, I have all the tools that can help me to wake up in the morning, have my little gratitude list, think about what can I do good for myself, for other people. But the thoughts that would just, you know, that would just come in the morning and that were just dragging me around all day. Um, 
So in particular, I struggled to that point of time with relationship OCD and I had no idea what relationship OCD is or that it's even a thing. Um, and after that, it obviously started attacking me quite a lot. Like after I kind of want to say I've started dealing with relationship OCD, it started attacking me personally a little bit more. Mm. It's quite yeah. interesting as well that you, you, you know, obviously you're a yoga teacher, you're, you're not just a yoga teacher, you're also very interested in, in lots of different types of kind of healing modalities. And, you know, you're, I think you're a very healthy person. Uh, and so, you know, it's interesting because in many regards, you're ticking all of the correct boxes and doing all of the right things. Um, but it just goes to show, you know, that even for somebody who, you know, is making all the right lifestyle choices, um, you know, anxiety and OCD can still show up in, in challenging ways. And, you know, and this is why we do really have to learn to specifically address it. Um, you know, you can do lots of modalities that are going to really help, but specifically addressing and challenging the, the thoughts around anxiety uh, and obsessions, I think, is, is really important. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. You know, as you just described, it's like, I'm a yoga instructor, I'm meditating, I'm practicing Ayurveda. Um, yeah, I'm practicing a lot of yin yoga. I'm really checking in with myself. So in the in the beginning, it was like, why is this happening to me out of everyone? You know, it's like, for a very long time, I really felt like a victim here and I, I couldn't I couldn't justify that this is happening to me as a as an instructor as a yoga instructor however once our journey began like once you know I've opened up towards the healing and not like the pushing away and the resisting anymore I slowly understood that it's not happening to me anymore but for me um I think in the end of the whole process, I've really learned a lot that I had a lot of thinking patterns and belief systems, which just didn't really work for me anymore. So anything, you know, when, when you think one thing and something else happens in the outer world, like, or in the other reality, this is when anxiety occurs. So I really had the chance to channel in and have a look at all the conditions, all the narratives, everything I've been growing up with which is absolutely challenging. It really, really rocked my boat for a very long time. But I want to say I came out even stronger on the other end. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, because it takes a lot of bravery to be able to do that. And so, and so what you found was that this experience that, you know, obviously it turned up initially as relationship OCD, it, it, in the end, it actually went a little bit deeper, deeper than that. It, it kind of forced you, the anxiety kind of forced you to start really analyzing your life and where you were and your choices that you'd made up until that point um okay and that was a hard journey but a worthwhile journey in the end you uh, you learned quite a lot of stuff about yourself and uh, and about anxiety i'm sitting here with a very big smile right now yes <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a right and i want to say it's still definitely a right um it's painful I don't want to take that away from anyone, but it's also worth it. It's um, it's life changing because like you really put me down and you personally asked me, it's like, what are your values? And I always thought I had my values right. And like, I always thought 
I know what values are, but like these days I'm really taking my time and I'm like, but what am I really thriving for? You know, like, what do I want to do with like the short time on the planet? Um, do I want to change something? How do I want to live my life? So instead of putting a plaster on it or, you know, just living day by day, maybe one day, not maybe, I mean, it's pretty sure, but one day you're going to die. I, I just didn't want that anymore. So you're really going on to a, a wonderful self-investigation, really. And you're just learning for yourself that you're whole, like you, nothing is wrong with you. It's just life basically puts you on break for a second and be like, have a look, what are you actually doing? What are you trying to do? And uh, even though obviously anxiety and fear is painful, <laughs> it's fearful, it is a little bit a call from your soul, from like, as we always say, from your higher self and be like, look, what are you actually doing? So in the end of this whole journey, and I'm, I'm still on it, but I can obviously work with it much better now. I'm very, very grateful that it's happening. Yeah, that's amazing. I think it's, uh, you know, acceptance is, you know, about that. It's about recognizing the fact that this anxiety is coming up for a reason. You know, so, so often in Western culture, we're living lives that are not in tune with, with certainly not in tune with being healthy, but are, you know, not in tune with our higher needs. You know, the, the, the stuff that, you know, as you, you kind of said, the soul or, you know, whatever you want to call that, if you're not spiritual, you know, you can still have a sense of something that's more, more important than the everyday things that turn, that turn up, you know, because when we, when we live our lives just focused on moment to moment, how am I feeling right now? You know, this is a kind of trap because, you know, often in the moment, we can be feeling bad, we can be feeling some anxiety. But as you just said, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It points out to you that perhaps you need to make some changes, perhaps you need to start living your life uh, more in tune with your values. And when you can take that kind of uh, perspective, you, um, you know, you recognize that, okay, right now, today, maybe I'm feeling some anxiety, but I know at some point in the future, if I focus on what's important to me, and if I do the stuff that, you know, that I know is going to be beneficial for me, then I'm going to come out the other side of this, and I'm going to feel a lot better. Um, and, you know, it may be the case at times that, you know, you feel like you're, you're kind of off track, or that you're a bit lost. But if you follow your values in those moments, it can really keep you moving in that right direction and can you know give you a really good uh, path um, and a way to get out of that anxiety i couldn't agree more absolutely i think what i've learned as well is um mindfulness not necessarily mindfulness at itself but like i'm learning how to be even more in the moment and not in my head so every now and then like what i'm doing in my own little diary I'm just writing down the words, are you in your head or are you in your heart? You know, just randomly. I just open up, write it down, and then maybe in two or three months time, I'm going to see this little quote for myself. And you're just learning. And I don't mean like you're checking in because you have OCD, how you are, and you're checking in your thoughts. You're just really checking in for yourself in this moment. I'm like, am I actually really here? Am I in the now? Or what am I doing? Am I in my thoughts? Am I in the past? Am I in the future? 
and even like my personal life and my my work life got so much better with that because you know sometimes I'm answering emails 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 and if you ask me after one hour what have you done I'm like oh I don't actually don't know mm. <laughs> so I'm learning how to take a little break check in am I here in the present moment <clears throat> what is my hat doing right now and am I really enjoying what I'm doing you know so it's really such a strong and yeah helpful tool to check in if you're in this in this moment and if you're not fused you know with what if this what if that maybe if I done this one thing this one journey differently in my in my past where would I be today I mean it's obviously an interesting question to ask but yeah but it's it's something that's very likely to get you stuck in your head and absolutely uh, yeah and as you were just mentioning there like you know I think this is something I've been talking about quite a lot lately which is you know doing our very best to get out of our heads and into our bodies which is you know as you know like a very important kind of tenant of uh, um, acceptance commitment therapy because one of the major issues with all anxiety disorders and mental health in general is we tend to get stuck in our heads of rumination and you kind of said, you know, you need to come into your heart, which I guess is a really great way of kind of saying come into the body. Yeah. Um, it was a really nice way of expressing it, because it's true, the more that you can be in your heart, in your body, you know, the, the easier it's going to be for you to manage that anxiety uh, in, in the long run. And so, you know, yoga is obviously a really good way of doing that. Do you have um, any tips for people of you know, little, little ways that people, if, if somebody is really stuck in their head and they're getting really bogged down in a rumination, from your practices that you, you follow, do you have any tips for people to, to find a way to come back into the present or find a way to come back into their body, uh, you know, in that moment? So maybe if they're at work or if they're you know, with their family, but they're finding them, they're finding it very difficult to connect in that moment. Is there any any tips that you have for something like that? Let me think. Um, so what definitely helped me in that moment, for example, if you say, I'm with my family, and I'm like, Oh, here we go, struggle switches on, it's starting again. Um, I definitely changed my breathing pattern. So I'm, I'm deepening my breath. And I'm even in my in my mind, you know, in my heart, I'm recalling the words inhale, exhale, really, really slowly, or I'm counting my breath. So just to bring me back into the present moment that I'm here. Um, I'm trying to describe the room and I'm trying to describe what's happening around me. So when I'm caught up, most of the time, personally, I've been very caught up in the mornings when obviously the cortisol level gets up. Um, I'm describing every little thing that I'm doing. Like I'm using my right hand to lift my duvet. I'm putting my left foot first on the floor, then my right foot. I start moving into direction door. Um, I'm opening up my bathroom door with my right hand. And I know it sounds silly in the, in the beginning, but your brain out of a sudden is so engaged that you can't have these other thoughts anymore. And um, it takes practice. I'm, I'm very honest. In the beginning, you're like, oh, this doesn't work. Like, I, I can't do this. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. And then I'm going to the mirror. <laughs> and I'm really giving myself a little power talk and be like, this is okay. This shall pass to you again. This is a moment. Accept the thoughts. They're coming. They're going. And you got this. 
keep keep breathing keep going and then I start moving a little bit more you know like I'm not staying put like I'm not staying in my room and just looking out of the window or whatsoever I'm going for a little walk I'm just bringing a little movement back into my body that's proved itself as very helpful for myself or I'm even going outside you know to the park or like wherever I'm living and I'm really describing everything I see I see a boat I see white color I see red color I see a leaf I can hear you know come back to your senses yeah this is brilliant because you know we we speak a lot about mindfulness and and people I think often are confused about you know what what do you actually do to to bring mindfulness into your you know into your day-to-day life because it's all very well in the morning if you know sitting down on on a cushion and doing 10 15 20 minutes of formal meditation practice and then you know it's very easy just to kind of think or to say to yourself right that's done now I've done my meditation I don't need to think about it for the rest of the day Mm -hmm. uh you know whereas actually like that's that's not the case the most important actually the reason why you would do that 20 minutes in the morning is kind of to remind you throughout the rest of the day to keep up that that mindfulness practice so no matter what you're doing no matter where you are you can choose to tune in as you just said uh to the things around you to tune into your senses and to label things um, you know, obviously, this is like anchoring from um, from act. Exactly. And uh, yeah, it's really helpful. And I love the fact as well that you also mentioned the breath, you know, tuning into the breath. Um, I just did a, a podcast episode about that uh, released uh, yesterday. And um, yeah, it was exactly that, like doing doing 10 breaths, actually, and really focusing in on those breaths but slowing it right down. So doing uh, five very slow, five, five second, very slow uh, inhalation, followed by a seven second exhalation. Um, and I just find for me personally, when I do that 10, 10 breaths with this, it just allows everything to slow down. And for me to be able to maybe break up uh, a rumination and, and to stop to, to stop it kind of, you know, t- going off and becoming something a lot worse. If I'm able to slow down my breath, then I can begin to see it a, li- a little bit more objectively and not get so involved in it. Yeah, your breath is your best friend. Your breath is your basically your therapist. It does tell you what's going on. And there is a lot of breath work out there. Like you like Wim Hof a lot. Me personally, I'm doing a lot of Nadi Shodana, which really proved itself helping me which is alternative, alternative um, nostril breathing. Um, that really works for me. You can do box breathing. It's very similar for like what you just described. So for inhale, f- um, hold for four seconds, exhale for four seconds, stay empty for four seconds. So there is quite a lot. And you know, you just basically need to find your own cup what's working for you in this very moment. But the breath definitely tells you what's going on. And you once with a little bit more awareness, you can also tell where you're breathing in your body, if it's your chest or if it's actually your belly. Because when once you're triggered, once the anxiety comes in, you're most likely only going to breathe in your chest not necessarily in your belly anymore where your parasympathetic nervous system would be even more activated and i I get it sorry (laughs) that's really good advice breathing down into the belly yes yes definitely so you can always take one hand on your heart you can take one hand on your belly and 
even by placing one hand on your heart, you're giving yourself compassion because this is something I really had to learn as well. I always thought I have so much compassion. <laughs> Turn out I have a lot of compassion for others, but not necessarily for myself. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I think this is the same for just about everyone, you know, like yeah. you can be the kindest person, most generous person to all the people around you and absolutely beat yourself up, bully yourself even, you know, and uh, I often say to people like you wouldn't tolerate this, this kind of behavior if it was from a friend or a family member, but you do it to yourself all the time. And when we recognize that, and we really recognize that we begin to, to realize that we have to change that. Like it's, you know, that inner critic, that, that kind of self bully is something, you know, if we don't deal with it's uh, anxiety is going to keep coming up. So learning self-compassion is is a really big part of it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So like when you, for example, have the breathing. So when you notice the, the first step is that you notice that you're triggered. Once you know that it's such a big step forward already. So when you notice that you're triggered, that the anxiety is coming up, invite it in. Just let it be there. That's absolutely OK. Um, name it name it this is anxiety and i feel this is coming up and then tune in where can you feel it in your body you know what's the quality is it like around your throat is it around your belly is it around your heart um let the wisdom come in and be like okay this is this is anxiety and then radical compassion really and place your hand maybe on your heart like i said maybe you know maybe it's two hands um, on your lower belly and uh begin to breathe like i said breathe into your parasympathetic nervous system and you can even assure yourself without reassuring yourself, if that yeah. makes sense. But well, accept. Them. Yeah, I, I love that. I love what you just said there, because obviously reassurance being the worst thing that you can do for OCD. But what we what we're talking about there is mental reassurance, you know, yeah. because that's just more being stuck in your head. What you want to do is get into your body instead. And so by doing this, you're getting into your body and you're calming yourself down that way. That's a healthy thing to do, you know. At the same time, though, like you, yeah, you need to be aware of it because just being aware that anything can become, you know, addictive and compulsive. But, you know, generally doing that in a mindful way will help yeah. you avoid that. Yeah. It's a lot of the learning process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're definitely. gonna get there. You're definitely yeah. gonna get there. Um, yeah. yeah. What What is helping is like once obviously you accept that the anxiety is there and that you are in the present moment, but you can even start speaking with yourself and be like, um, "Thanks, body. I I can tell that you're obviously not in the best state at the moment. That you feel a little bit anxious, but I'm safe. You can relax now. And then you do mm. the same with your heart." And you do, you do the same with your mind. Um, like I've mentioned last time in the other podcast, like I did give my anxiety a name. <laughs> it did help as well, you know, like to get distance from it a little bit. Distance in a form of, it's an annoying friend. Let's say like that. It's an annoying friend who always knocks on your door again. We're like, I just want to help you. Just not in the nicest way. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just, yeah. It just really like, okay brain or oh, thanks mind I'm safe you can relax now and then really take your time and you know and try to remove the shame and the guilt around this because 
you are definitely not alone with this. So many other people have it. And it's natural. Like we said, anxiety is natural and you need it. You can't survive without fear mm. or anxiety. You know, it's, it's a natural um, yeah. process which is happening. Yeah. It's just, you know, your brain is just taking over a little bit too much. Hmm. What was the, you know, in your experiences of, of obsessive thoughts and anxiety, what were what were some of the the hardest things that you experienced and and how did you overcome them um so in my relationship ocd it was is he the right one <laughs> uh do i really love him there was constantly the the two ruminations i had and uh i don't know how many calls my friends and my family got <laughs> to constantly asking is he the one <laughs> Do you think I should stay with him or maybe I should find someone else? And once that has passed, um, it was ruminations about my family. And I had many images coming up, you know, that something could happen to them. And when it got really, really bad that I could even harm them, that was the worst for me. But luckily, um, you helped me there straight away, super quickly. And I wouldn't even get too much into avoidance. So that, that was definitely very, very helpful. But yeah, mm. those those thoughts and ruminations are tough. <laughs> yeah. So bringing an acceptance mindset to to those kinds of thoughts was the thing that helped you the most in that regard. Yeah, yeah. And not following up on them. Um, what happened as well was, and once again, I think everyone else had it as well. It's like, why am I having these thoughts? Like, I must be a, a bad person that I'm having these kind of thoughts. And um you know, it's like, am I really doing it? Am I actually maybe harming someone one day? But the moment you're like, okay, thanks mind. These thoughts are coming up again. I know exactly that I'm not gonna do anything. And I always try to uh, look at the turn on the turn side of things as like, okay, now it's attacking my family. That means my family really is my value, really. It's like, I'm really, really caring about my family. This is why it is attacking. It right yeah now. yeah that's a really then, great point to, to mention yeah. I think because you know when you understand that that OCD you know is is highlighting the fact that you're a good person not a bad person so many people with OCD believe that they must be a bad person deep down because they're having you know like these thoughts about things that are really really you know horrible for them like the worst kind of thoughts, but the only reason they're experiencing them is because they really, really don't want to have them. They don't want to experience this at all. They're very worried about these things happening. And unfortunately, with the way the, the mind works, what we really, really don't want to think about, we end up thinking about. Um, you know, it's that, that classic kind of thing. You know, somebody says to you, don't think about a flying elephant at some point, a big pink flying elephant is going to be right up there in your face, in your mind's eye, whether you <laughs> like it or not. And so, you know, accepting that is is the most important thing. I see pink elephants everywhere right now. One of them has a hat. <laughs> yeah, it's really like, you know, like suppressing. Like, don't think about it. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. You try it so much and your mind is like, oh, that means it's very important, actually. I think I want to think even more about it because you're paying so much attention to it. Mm. So this is when the acceptance comes in. You're, mm. you're, not, you're, not, you're not judging it, you know? Um, yeah. It's not yeah. positive. It's not negative. It's there. 
and it will pass. And talking, and talking about acceptance, you, uh, I mean, you became, obviously we were doing work with, uh, together with acceptance commitment therapy, and that helped you a lot. You became very interested in it. Can you tell us about your, your kind of journey there with exploring acceptance commitment therapy and how specifically that's, that's been helpful? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks to you, I actually did my course in acceptance commitment therapy. I used the, the lockdown here in the UK um, to study it and life changing, absolutely life changing. Because, I mean, once again, coming back to the yoga and the mindfulness, obviously, this goes hand in hand. I know there's also a lot of science in, in act and whereas in yoga, you know, we're a little bit more spiritual, but it's you just learning how to bring more acceptance and awareness to everything you do everything you think and um it's not even just anxiety and you know depression and ocd um which can be cured or like even helped with it's also just like self-defeating thoughts as in like when i'm getting up in the morning i'm looking in the mirror and i'm like oh, i don't like my body today i'm like oh, hold on what is this thought? Where is it coming from? Can I work with a little bit more acceptance? And when I'm speaking now with my friends or any other people or all the students I'm having, I'm just creating much more compassion even for other people. And I'm seeing that everyone else is like struggling, you know, with, with different thoughts and feelings and emotions. And it does change, or it did change my, um, um, my yoga lessons quite a lot as well, because I'm, I'm learning to see the signs much more and it's such a um, joy to teach people to be more accepting if that makes sense yeah and with more acceptance is also more more kindness is coming which is quite interesting yeah brilliant that's great no it's uh it's brilliant that you found out about it you you obviously resonated with it so much that you wanted to explore it and uh, you wanted to to kind of you know start coaching people yourself you know which is which is fantastic can you tell us a bit more about your your coaching what are you doing with with, with that with my coaching <laughs> okay at the moment i really i'm really trying to get started um and i'm very honest i have a massive imposter syndrome <laughs> like probably <laughs> everyone else as well like i'm having all these tools you know i'm a instructor since a couple of years um i study it now like i have i have experienced all these thoughts and emotions and urges by myself but i'm i'm trying now to get going with the with the coaching and i really want to help people just to see basically the, uh, the light, the light at the end of at the end of the tunnel. Um, I would start, or I want to start very slowly, just because I have another job as well. But my aim is to combine yoga, acceptance, commitment therapy, and even maybe a little bit of Ayurveda, which is like the sister medicine of of yoga. If it goes hand in hand, obviously we don't have to if this is like a little bit too much for other people but um yeah I definitely want to help people to to grow a little bit more self-compassion acceptance kindness and just really want to help them as well um to have an amazing life and just to you know accept themselves it. the way they are <laughs> and yeah. not like putting themselves into a box they're really not like you know we're, we're born whole and full of love already we just sometimes forget it and we just need to be reminded again I think we also 
have this this kind of uh, inner understanding of of what we need to heal but we get in our own way you know so rumination and obsessions and anxiety you know particularly the rumination the worry the obsession this stuff is really getting in the way you know this is the stuff that blocks us that doesn't allow us to see you know the truth the actual anxiety itself as we're talking about at the start can be really helpful you know because it points to the areas that you need to work on and actually you know i think when we can learn to get a bit more into our body and have a bit more of an intuitive understanding of you know messages from the body we can actually begin to heal on a slightly deeper level and you know i think that's the the end goal really it's a fire starter, isn't it? Um, and what you just mentioned with your body, I'm a firm believer as well, that if you have any body sensations or if you have any illnesses, and I don't mean it's a clearly broken bone, but you know, if you have lower back pain, if you have a constant headache, if you maybe have tension in your jaw, your body is smart enough to tell you like there is something not working for you here anymore. And um, you, did, you do need a little bit of encouragement to look a little bit deeper because like sometimes you maybe open up a can of worms, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, a healing process can be very long and a healing process can be many steps forward, many steps back, but it's definitely for the greater good and it's definitely, it's definitely helpful. So once you learn to tune into your body and you did use the word intuitive. So once you're tuning a little bit more into your intuition, also interesting, I just need to mention that. <laughs> Be careful with intuition and maybe anxiety. Your intuition is positive, anxiety does use negative things. So there was another thing which was very confusing for me for a very long time, because I always thought my intuition is speaking to me, but it was actually my anxiety. But once you learn that, um, yeah, you're feeling liberated. And yeah, you, that's, a good, that's a good point. And uh, yeah, important to point out, intuition, is very valuable but it's true in the early days of ocd or if you've been experiencing it for a long time even but you haven't done much work on it it can be very hard to distinguish the difference between true intuition and the ocd trying to trick you into performing a compulsion so yeah definitely being aware of that um, as you're starting out the process of acceptance and you know acceptance commitment therapy and all of this kind of stuff it's a trickster and OCD and anxiety has many, many faces. <laughs> Absolutely. But you're smarter <laughs> than this and you, you can definitely do this. And even these days, sometimes, you know, I'm like, oh, oh, hello. That was clearly not what I've learned the last couple of years, but that's okay. You know, that's okay too. It's like, I'm, I'm still learning. We're all learning. I don't think yeah. we ever stop learning anyway, but you stop sleepwalking. I want to say you really wake up and you're like, okay, cool. This is what I want. This is what I'm here for. And I'm totally taking the ride. Awesome. That's great. Bella, um, if people want to get in touch with you and potentially do some coaching with you, where, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram under Bel Air Yoga, or you find me on my webpage, www.bellamaldina.com. And I would love to have my first little coachy, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I'll include that, uh, that information in the show notes as well. So if you're interested in that, you can, uh, you can find it there. 
And uh, thank you so much for coming on again. It's been uh, wonderful talking to you, you know, and hearing about your, your journey. Thank you so, so much for inviting me back in. And um, yeah, one thing I just want to say to everyone, be brave, be curious and be very, very open. Being human is an amazing sensation. Hey, brilliant. Please remember, if you are struggling with OCD and anxiety, you can get a free consultation uh, with me. All you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com and uh, send me a message and we, we can sort that out. And if you like, you can also follow me on Instagram uh, at robertjamescoachinguk. Many thanks. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional.